Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, and I'll be your host of this podcast. After spending my entire career in the sports sales industry, I wanted the opportunity to give back, to give back to those individuals that want to get in this business, or for those individuals that are in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name. This podcast is presented by General Sports Worldwide and the Clubhouse. GSW is certainly picking up steam in search, recruiting, training, and consulting. The Clubhouse is a career development platform consisting of monthly webinars, in-depth training vault, job board, mentorship platform, blogs, and a focus on mental health. Be sure to sign up for a free membership at theclubhousecareers.com. In addition, thanks for everyone that has supported the book, Hustle Your Way to Success in Sports Sales. For season three, I'm going to have the privilege of sitting down with industry experts to discuss their career path, three key topics that are current in the industry, three hustle hot seat questions, Three pieces of advice, all under 24 minutes. Now on to our guests this week. In the sports and entertainment world, we often talk about the need to overcome obstacles and no matter what role you are in to be successful. I can't think of a better guest that has overcome obstacles and has used his experience to inspire and motivate others. I'm excited to have Eric Kusin, founder and CEO of Same Here, the global mental health movement. Eric, welcome to the show. Thanks, Travis. Appreciate you having me, buddy. Eric, very excited to talk about your career and certainly your life. And first, you're the founder and CEO of Same Here, the, the global health, mental health movement. Give the listeners just a quick elevator pitch on what you're consistently doing with your 501c3. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's we'll get into it, but the organization was born off of my own lived experience, not thinking mental health applied to me, and then life giving me a dose of reality that mental health applies to all of us. And so what we're attempting to do is to give people education, resources, tools for measurement, and then exercises to do to take care of their own mental health. And we do that through programs with K through 12s, colleges, corporate offices, sports teams and leagues, servicemen and women and first responders. And then much like you're doing here with a podcast, we do it through a podcast. We're all a little crazy. We've got a docu-series that's now being shipped or should say shopped to places like NBC and Hulu and Netflix. Essentially, we're trying to create a brand we've been doing over the last five years that becomes universal and everyone understanding this topic applies to all of us. And guess what? We can all work on it just like we all work on our physical health. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like you said, we'll certainly dive into your mental health and the movement you're focusing on. And and really kind of you, you had some sports experience, you know, for the majority of your career. So going back to the beginning, you started your career very successful career in the sports industry. And you after several sports internships, you started in the NBA league office. Thinking back then, why did you have a desire to work in sports? I think like most people who work in the industry, you're you're enamored with the idea of working in something you played in for so long, right? I'm 6'4 and not 6'8, and I'm athletic and not extremely athletic. So I played college basketball as a walk-on, and there wasn't going to be much of a chance to play at the next level. And I think most of us get in, we don't know the business that well. It's changed now more recently, right? Because you know, there's there's majors around sports management where they teach you what the industry is about. But I think when we were coming up, it was you thought you could be the next GM, right? Or you thought you could be on the basketball or the football operations side of things. And so for me, I saw the glitz and the glamour of being involved in sexy brands that are exciting to be around. And what's more exciting than being part of a playoff run and getting a chance to win? Um, that That drew me in. Yeah, no, and, and after spending five years in the NBA league office and really understanding that sports landscape, you transitioned into several leadership roles, you know, with the Chicago Sky, Phoenix Suns, New Jersey Devils, and the Florida Panthers. Why was leadership the right fit for you? 
I, I've always, it's funny because I, when I started at the NBA league office, right, you become an associate, then an assistant, then a manager, but it's manager by title, really more so than managing people. And growing up, and I'll come back to the the sports thing in a second, um, in terms of the, the office positions, growing up, the role that I always took was captain of teams. I love rallying people together. I love looking at the big picture. I love motivating different people and knowing that different people have different things to push their buttons with that get them excited. And so when I was at the league office, I was actually asked to go to help the Chicago Sky as an expansion team, the first independently owned WNBA franchise outside of NBA ownership. And I got in there and my job was really to be a glorified sales rep, you know, that's a hired gun. And even though I never sold before, you know, when you're at the league office, you're not selling, you're a relationship person, you know, yep. that's working there. And I started to develop enough of a connection of the success I was having that I was having reps that were confiding in me and looking at me towards, um, you know, direction. And this was before the era of CRM and you know, um, of objection training and, and, you know, training in general. And so I think because I learned a process on my own, then then was able to help teach that process. My parents are both teachers. So maybe there's a background there. I love the X's on my back and Hey, I have to produce and I've got this team that I get to motivate. And it led to this opportunity where the offer came from Margaret Stender was the CEO of the, of the sky at the time. And would you like to come on and be our director of sales of service at 25, 26 years old? Hard opportunity to turn down. No, that's awesome. And, you know, as you got into that leadership again, you know, then then with the Suns and the Devils and the Panthers, and you were having a ton of success, Eric, you know, professionally, and, and your mental health took a sudden and kind of rapid decline, which has ultimately led to your, your career path, but certainly on the personal end. Care to give the listeners just a glimpse of that time of your life? Yeah, I mean, I, the, the whole podcast could take up, right? But I will I will give the shortened version is I was six months into my tenure. Think about this for everyone who works in this industry. I'm a single guy living in South Peach, not paying state taxes, having a new apartment. Life is great. We're being given the keys to build the culture of this organization from scratch. New team presidents coming in with me at the same time, Matt Caldwell, who's still there. Yep. And my brain and my body just shut down on me six months into it. I thought it was this thing called a chemical imbalance because that's what we're taught by society and by the powers that be. There's something wrong with your brain. You got to fix your brain. And what I came to find out was it, I had a trauma history. I had an older brother who was sick for 20 years with every ailment under the sun, cancer twice and septic shock and coma for three months and kidney transplant and lost three friends back to back to back. And, all those things collectively built up in my nervous system and took me down because for everyone listening, I was so focused on sports and loved what I did so much that that was my dopamine hit every single day. Yeah. So when you think you're getting the positive and you are, but you're not working on the negative and the things that are building up inside you, eventually they creep up and they take you down and they might not take you down to the level they took me down, but they hurt productivity. They hurt your enjoyment in life. They hurt your energy levels. It's important for us to work on these things. No, absolutely. And appreciate your, your vulnerability, Eric, and, and certainly your transparency. And, you know, throughout that time, you, you did, you developed a severe bout of PTSD along with symptoms of anxiety and depression. And you, in kind of in theory, bedridden for almost two and a half years. And so what made you keep going and ultimately lead you to spending the rest of your life focusing on mental health advocacy? 
Well, first off, with those labels, right, that's what I put in there. But I don't believe in labels anymore. That's what was bestowed upon me. I think our nervous system shifts and the symptoms that we have seem similar to one another. There's no person that you can take a blood test with and say definitively that person has depression, that person has anxiety, that person has PTSD. Um, as far as the push through during that two and a half years of hell, the only thing I could say is, and I don't know if it's because certain people are wired certain ways, but I had this inner fire inside of me that as miserable as things were, I'm going to beat the shit out of this thing. I'm competitive. I, I've been competitive my whole life. That's why I played sports for so long. That's why I worked in sports for so long. This was my next challenge. And I was going to find a way to overcome that challenge, come hell or high water. I went the wrong ways about it. Not to my fault. That's all I knew that was out there and eventually found the ways to rise above. No, absolutely. And you certainly have done that. And, you know, one of the big items, Eric, now is as you're traveling around, you know, kind of week to week is, and you're always discussing is whether people know it or not. Everyone ultimately is affected by life's inevitable traumas and stresses, again, in one way or another. So what is your strategy on getting people to be open and accepting of all those who are in need? Uh, the strategy is that the only way to create that type of environment where others understand that they're a part of this conversation is to lead with vulnerability and storytelling and not lead with labels and designations. Because if I share with you, my brother was sick or I lost my friends, guess what? Someone in your family was sick at some point and you lost someone at some point. That's a commonality. We've got these mirror neurons in our brain that turn on the second I say something that you can relate to. Labels we can't relate to because I've not been to a mental health professional and I've not been diagnosed. So we got to flip this thing on its head and go away from I went to the doctor and this is what I was given because all that does is create two groups, the affected group and the unaffected group. Everyone's affected and then we're affected through the stories that we tell because we've been through these challenging life events. No, absolutely. And to your point now on a consistent basis, you're trying to help everybody um, and you're constantly on the road, whether it be speaking with, with teams or leagues or individuals, give the listeners a kind of a glimpse in a day to day or week to week, you know, of you and in your, in your 501c3. Yeah, you know, I, I was never entrepreneurial from the standpoint of starting something on my own. I think for everyone who works in sports, there's a little bit of, you know, um, comfort in there's billionaire owners that if we don't hit a budget number, although we might fear for our jobs, that the team's not going to fall apart. <laughs> Maybe it's yeah. a little different in minor league sports, right? But in the sports that I worked in, in the four or five major leagues, um, there's these billion dollar budgets. And if you, you miss the, the, the a certain million dollar marker by a hundred thousand here or there, it's not going to make or break. In our particular case, you got to subsist, even though you're a nonprofit, you got to bring in revenue. How am I going to pay for my apartment? How am I going to pay? Right. And I can only take as a nonprofit, a certain percentage of what we bring in going towards general and administrative expenses. So I'm on the road presenting to K through 12s, colleges, sports teams and leagues, service departments, I'm building revenue streams through apps that we're creating. I'm building revenue streams through digital platforms that connect people in ways that right now we don't have people being connected. There's no common language around mental health. We're trying to bring that common language. If I ask you, Travis, how are you doing? You're like, I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm mad. I'm mad. There's not an understanding of how we measure those things. So I'm, I'm business building while at the same time, doing the frontward work of the presentations like you saw at the NHL league meetings. Yep. It's exhausting, 
being entrepreneurial beats the shit out of you. But I have a desire to want to help people on a mass scale. And I have no choice in the matter because I feel like all this shit happened to me so that I can do this and I can help people. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Again, we're here on 52 Weeks of Hustle. The guest today, Eric Kusin, founder and CEO of Same Here, the global mental health movement. So, Eric, let's get into three hot topics. You know, and as you think about kind of question one, there's so many ailments that go on with people in their everyday lives. And to your point earlier of like, Travis, how you doing? I'm good. Nobody knows, right? It's just the, the thing we've been trained and taught to say. So during your battle, you know, you were pumped with, with 50 combinations of, of drugs, 22 sessions of TMS therapy, 12 sessions of ECT, which was only really making it worse. So what's your life, advice on listeners being able to, to keep fighting and understanding? I'm going to steal a line from one of the gentlemen who's in our alliance, Chuck Iacobi. He's a Super Bowl champion. He was on the offensive line with um, Ben Roethlisberger when they won with the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2006. You don't know what you don't know. And that might sound really simple, but in a football circle, you got all these players who are coming in from all these different colleges, a 53-man roster, could be 53 different schools. Usually not because there's – but let's say there's 40 different schools. They all know each other's offense. They all know each other's defense, but they don't know the defenses and the offenses of the different teams that each of them played for. What could they learn from each other? When we're struggling, we're told as a society – medication management and talk therapy are the gold standards. And I'm here to call BS on all that. They're not the gold standards. They're two of the options on an option of tool belt, a tool belt of many options that you have that you can try out. And so when you're struggling and you're in that place, feel good that your nervous system moves linearly. When you feel like you're so messed up and there's no other place you can go and it's a dark tunnel, there's a way you can go back out of that tunnel and find the way out and it's finding the right modality that works for you. It's laborious, it's difficult, but it's worth living life. Yeah. And I can tell you that hope is the greatest drug in the world. No, I love it. it to your point of, of, of the hope and, and, and surrounding yourself with the right people. And so question two, Eric, you spent most of your career in sports and everybody that's that's worked in sports or even going into sports, people are telling them about it. It's a grind, ton of long hours, the struggle with personal lives, you know, a lot of uncontrollables and the list goes on and on. What's your advice to listeners on ensuring they focus on their mental health each and every single day? What do you do to focus on other aspects of your life? You brush your teeth every thing in the morning and you make it a routine. 
You take a shower every morning and you make it a routine. You take your protein shake every day and you make it a routine. You take your gym bag either to work and go during lunch or after work, or you have your stuff laid out to go when work is over. We prioritize these things because we know they're important. We were taught from a young age in school because the American Heart Association did a great job of it. Jump rope for heart or hoops for heart because heart health is important because you don't want to pass away at 40, 50, 60, 70 years old like grandma or grandpa did with this thing called plaque built in your arteries. Guess what? We have to make a schedule of how we work mental health activities into our days. And you have to have optionality in those activities. Because when we go to the gym, we don't just see a treadmill and nothing else. We see all these different equipment that we can work on. The same thing is true with mental health. There's all these different options. Schedule in your day. Find the things that work for you. Stick with it even when you're feeling good because you get to double down on the resiliency that you're building. Eric, kind of along those lines, like what would be your advice or, or, you know, peek behind the curtain of like, you've been through it, right? People are sitting in the office. Now we're back into, you know, for the most part in the office and there's grinds. And, you know, a lot of people who are listening to this podcast are probably more in the selling end, which you and I've spent our entire career. What's advice on, on a mental health activity that you could do during the day? Yeah, the mental health activity. I love what I healed from is something called integrative breathing practices. So I'll give you a quick little anecdote on that. Anyone, uh, Travis, I'm looking at his window and there's light coming in from that window. So if Travis and I were sitting in the same office together where that window is and a car crashed through that wall, we both go, that's our natural reaction to it. Yep. A car doesn't crash through the wall every single day, but your deadlines happen every single day. Your health of your parents happen every single day. If you have kids, the possibility of them being bullied happens every single day. So whether consciously or subconsciously, we're going over and over and over again because of the neuroception that we have of wondering about the fear around us and the threats around us. Doing a breathing practice every single day, people say breathing practice, and oh, of course, we all should breathe. Question is, why should we breathe? We've got a vagus nerve that goes from the brainstem down to the stomach and then branches out to all the organs in our body. We see things like that crash of the car our brain processes them, and then it sends a message down to the rest of our body. What's one of those carrier messages? The way that we breathe. Because when we go, it's telling our body something's not right. Doing a breathing practice allows you to level set and allows that vagus nerve to create what's called greater vagal tone so that the messages that are being sent between your brain and body back and forth are actually healthy messages. Everything's okay. I can be in the moment. I can chill. Oh, I need to take care of that situation right now i could do that i'll be back in the moment five minutes later <clears throat> doing that breathing practice you're not breathing for the purposes of this fluffy stuff called being less stressed feeling more in the moment being more mindful you're doing the breathing practice because you're actually physically changing structures in your body for the better yep no absolutely i appreciate that eric and and finally question three if someone's out there listening and really wants to get help but they may be concerned or scared what should they be doing? How can you and everyone else assist that? Uh, I mean, I can only offer our website, right? And 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 when I say only offer, meaning I think the 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 receptacle and the place and the aggregation of many stories, all leading with the what happened to them, is a great resource to have. You know, people look at our website and they go, Eric, why don't you just show four stories across and then a click more so that 
people can then see the next four and the next four and the next four. My answer for them is people coming to the site need to see a smorgasbord of a lot of different people and a lot of different backgrounds, ethnicities, geographies, ages, you know, sexual orientations, all those things so that they can find the people that they relate to. Find the person that you relate to, how they opened up and how it helped them. There's nothing more empowering than that. Because that shows that you're not alone, and I promise you, for anyone who's going through something right now, you're not only not alone; you're in the that you're in the majority. Absolutely. Well, Eric, you you've certainly had a great career, and in, in both personally and professionally, have really figured out you know to continue to you know motivate others and, and really help others. And as you think back, what's been your best memory? Whew. Um, from a, a X and O's like winning standpoint. So we made it to the Stanley Cup final with the New Jersey Devils in 2012. Obviously, a cup final run is incredible. But I remember specifically in that run, um, probably one of the only guys in the industry who's much bigger than me, a guy named Michael Williams, was our CMO at the time. We were watching game seven in round one with low expectations playing against the Panthers. And in double overtime, uh, Adam Henrique scored a goal in Florida. And we all jumped up watching the game together. And Michael gave me this bear hug at a guy my size it picked me up like I was a little pawn. <laughs> so I remember that. I remember winning the um, 2009 WNBA championship with Diana Taurasi and Penny Taylor and getting a ring, which I think is yeah. is an awesome thing. And then I would say the greatest memory collectively is I look at the industry and how many people I've hired and trained and are now in senior management positions at teams, even though I'm not in the industry I don't have my own kids right now. Those are like my kids yep. <laughs> to see them grow and develop the way that they have is just so rewarding. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Eric, ton of great advice. Certainly fun to hear about your journey, both personally and professionally. So to close out, I like to put our guests on the hustle hot seats. So you ready for this? Let's do it. If you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life. What would it be? Um, so I'm a vegetarian, right? <laughs> My uh my favorite meal to fill me up is filled with carbs, but I love a huge plate of nachos with like beans, cheese, guacamole, sour cream, salsa, you know, tomatoes, jalapenos, even like it's just yummy goodness altogether that you know is terrible for you, but you can't wait to finish the entire ball. So it would be a huge ball of loaded nachos. Awesome. If you owned a boat, what would the name of your boat be? Um you know, there's so many creative names for boats. Mine would be motoring on, right? Um, it, it, so many times you're going to get something caught in the rudder or, you know, there's going to be a storm in front of you and how do you keep going? And I think being a boat that's known for, okay, I might get stalled out here and there and I might be going in the wrong direction every so often, but you know what? The motor's going to keep running. We're still going to keep finding a way to to make it happen. And, and finally, if you hosted a talk show, who would be your first guest? So I'm going to give you someone, um, if I could bring them back from the dead, and then someone who's alive. Um, from the dead, it would be MLK. I don't think there's a person on this planet who figured out how to bring people together the way that he did. Yeah. He knew that there was change that needed to happen, and he didn't point fingers and say, you are wrong. You need to change and do it our way. He said, we have division. How instead do we share our commonalities and our similarities? That's transcendent. That's something that, you know, will let, let uh, last the test of time in terms of that type of message. The other is probably, and politically people might not love him, but Howard Schultz, because he took a vision and an idea 
that like something as simple as coffee, coffee could yeah. become a brand and 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 a movement that everyone in the world knows about now. You see the cup, you see people holding it. Not everyone can afford it, unfortunately, but it elicits a feeling just from an idea. What an incredible way to bring something from your brain out into the universe. Yeah, that'd be a, a fun talk show to have. Well, to close it out, Eric, what are three key takeaways you'd give every listener to be in your shoes one day? Um, to be in my shoes. I, the, the humble way to say that is, do you want to be in my shoes? Um, so the first is um, do whatever you are asked to do in whatever position you're at. And I know that the, 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 the younger generation might not love hearing that. But what I saw in terms of how people moved up in their careers was you need to do staples in these packets of information we're handing out. Put the staple in the best place possible in those packets. Make sure the packets are perfectly put together. And then you get come back to for the next thing that's needed where there's a little more responsibility. If you can show that you're responsible and you're reliable, you're going to keep getting come back to for more and more responsibility. You're going to be given more opportunity. Yeah, those granular details go a long way. It's granular details and it's everyone else has so much else on their plate that they know then if you're someone that they can rely on for something, they're going to keep giving you more and more and it's going to be greater and greater opportunity over time. Um, The other is, uh, so two more, a no is just a directional arrow. It's not a defeat. It's not that there's something wrong with you. It's not, you know, a, a wart on you. It's just telling you this isn't the right thing at the right time. Go to the next thing. And if you look at your life that way and you look back at what didn't work out, you're here where you're at right now very much because those things didn't work out the way they were. I think all of us being in a spot where we're at, we can look and say that was a gift maybe at the time it didn't feel it. So how do you take those what feels like losses and actually make them wins? And the final one I'd say is perspective is the greatest uh, superpower that human beings have and every single human being has it. And sometimes it takes going through challenging life events to realize that your repositioning of things is something natural that we can all bring about. Wow, I just lived through that difficult, awful time. But what can I take from it that helps me then look at the next obstacle and go, that's a joke compared to what I just went through. So instead of the woe is me victim mentality, it's the I just gained so much from facing that. Now anything's possible for me to be able to conquer. Eric, that's awesome. You know, I certainly appreciate your time, your expertise, your, your vulnerability, and, and certainly, and most importantly, your willingness to, to give back. Thank you so much. My pleasure, man. This is a lot of fun. I appreciate the rapid fire. Yeah, absolutely. Again, this is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle. Please be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.